What's up? What's up? Yo, how you doing? I can't complain. How about you? I could always complain, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see what complaints unravel as, mm -hmm. as we continue. <laughs> I guess broadly, uh, it's one of the good days. I can agree with that. So um, should we, do we need to introduce ourselves? I'm Hakeem, Hakeem Caldwell. You can find me online as Hakeem's Art and Stuff. I do 2D visual art stuff like um, murals with spray paint or like um, digital illustration or acrylic on canvas, all of that type of stuff. And local artists, local freelance artists. Yeah, and I am uh, Craig Campbell. Uh, if you were looking for me online, you would have to resort to C.M. Campbell. No periods in between, no dots. Um, Craig Campbell is a famous country musician, so I could not use that name. So uh, you'd have to look me up, C.M. Campbell. I'm a, uh, I'm a comic artist uh, and a illustrator, as well as a, a, a painter and, and, and curation. It, it's... Uh, it's different. I'm a comic artist. Uh, I'm those things on certain days of the year. <laughs> you are. But, you make sweet comics for real. Do you know? It's. Thank How's you. that one I, you were telling me about? You were telling me about a new project, like maybe fall of last year or something. I don't want to ruin uh, your concept, but it was. You know which one I'm talking about. I do not. I think it was a uh, black woman with tenure. Was that the one? Hmm. No, it was about to do with it was about the languages. Is it the same one? Oh, 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 this is a oh, this is a bit of a deep cut. Okay, so this is actually a, a, a fun book. So, I mean, uh, one of the things that I do is I, I work usually in uh, editorial work, so for hyperallergic, uh, um, for the margins, and their short comics, but. I do write uh, long form comics and a lot of scripts. And this is actually a, a, a deep cut that like, I haven't uh, uh, put this out, but uh, it's- Yeah, can you, are you comfortable with telling the concept? Can you, can you like pack it yeah. down and like, what's that oh, about no. in like three sentences? Okay, so uh, it's about a young black child 14 years old and his little sister getting offered the opportunity to speak every African language. And they say no, because they wanna be able to continue to hang out with the friends. And within 10 years, within four years, so 14, four years happens, all of the friends uh, that he has learn that, they, they take the offer. And the catch is, if you learn the African languages, you have to forget your colonial language. And so he's the only person, the only black person in all of his, his space that speaks English and his little sister. And that's, yeah, that's, that's the basic, basic concept. Uh, I mean, I, I have no problem talking about concepts for, for stories and stuff like that. Like really the hard work is, is the hard work, the writing concepts yeah, are easy. Sure. I could write just, just, all that, day. just staying on and like getting it done. I know I, I got comics that I've been working on for years that I'm just like, all I got to do is color these pages and it's done yet. Here I am pages uncolored. <laughs> well, uh, comics is a really interesting art practice because um, I like, I find with comics, it's just such a commitment. Uh, 
like before, because I've done painting and I know that painting, you can't just make one painting. You have to make a body of work, like to, to like your gallery. The industry usually demands of you that you reflect on an aesthetic for six to 12 pieces and mm-hmm. then come out with that body. And for me, like, I feel like doing that in six months would be a very doable goal. Right. I, all I would need is the space. But with comics, it's like, like I have to commit to a single idea for like a year. And the, the aspect of writing. So not only do you got to draw it, and drawing is more than drawing. You got to compose it. You got to like, you got to uh, strategize how many pages, how many panels per page, what are the panels going to look like? And then you got to design the characters and then you got to do all the drawings. So it's like, it's really a boatload of work. Yeah, actually, I think that um, one of the things, and I guess this happens with all art, is uh, that at some point, uh, rendering, rendering becomes less important than a lot of, like, storytelling becomes like, it's like this is about the storytelling. Yeah, I um, see that in people, that, some of the artists that, in my own words, are very successful do that. Like, there's a point where you could tell that, like, I need to, I have a message, I want to get across, I'm going to get it across in this amount of time, with this amount of work, whatever. And we're not looking to make every last piece of it 100% beautiful because it's more about the whole than it is an individual piece. Exactly. I mean, uh, you have to, uh, like, you have to write it, you have to lay it out. I mean, and and also, like, as far as the time that it takes to uh, perfect an aesthetic uh, uh, and to, you know, any any artist who's taken the time to uh, learn how to do hands, like, like it's one of those things where... um, you want to continue to be making as you are growing as an artist and mm-hmm. often uh, with comics. Like right now, uh, I'm I, like writing is my, my like, is it my favorite part? It's kind of my favorite part. It's my favorite part when I do it. Uh, <laughs> but I haven't been really able to write uh, over the quarantine. Mm-hmm. And so what I ended up doing is just like going over all these scripts that I've accumulated because I just write compulsively. And that's like, I, I like with the art, it's just like, it's practice, it's practice. There's no inspiration, there's no thing. There is um, kind of an understanding of, um, of aesthetics and the way that I want things to be laid out. Yeah, one and of the problems I have is yeah. that like, as I work on a comic, it takes me so long to finish it. By the time like, I'll stop in one section and then time will go by. And when I come by, when I come back, I draw completely different. Like I got examples over here. I got like, so like, oh, I got my tattoo of Spaceboy. Yeah. But now I don't draw Spaceboy like that at all. So if I had an unfinished Spaceboy comic looking like that, it would be hard to replicate that. Or like I have um, some old Spaceboy, Space Girl here. But then maybe like a year from then, I came out with this one and they have, you know, I'm not mad at the evolution. I'm supposed to get um, better and stuff, but it's hard for me to keep the consistency when I keep changing. I feel like a part of this, you know, I'm a young dude. I'm still growing as an artist and a man every day. So, like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel like that. I, I, I drew that way because I felt a certain way, and I don't feel that no more. You know, actually, I think that, like, Space Boy is a good example of uh, kind of uh, character design uh, for the intention of coming back and picking it up because uh, when like, I feel like often when people uh, do heavy designs and this happens a lot in comics, 
everybody gets that like little Todd McFarlane in them and they want to do like this crazy detailed mm -hmm. rendering job. And one of the issues, there are several issues with approaching it that way, uh, things that you lose. But one of the things is maintaining the consistency is really hard the more detail you do. And so, mm -hmm. oh, actually, hopefully, uh, I, got this, I got this mug, all right? Yeah. So this is, this is a Mickey Mouse mug. And it's just sketches of Mickey Mouse. This is, this is the kind of dude I am. I have stuff like this. But um, these designs are laid out in terms of proportions and like basically as simply as one can design a character so that anybody could pick it up and mm -hmm. kind of do something. I watched similar. the new Mickey Mouses on YouTube and stuff and they have the same, you know, like the, the, the literal picture quality is going up, but it's got the same vibes and it's got the same proportions. Yeah, I mean, uh, one good way of getting around that here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this little thing up. Let's go to share screen right here. One way I got around that is, there we go. Ooh. Well, I started to just use myself as my primary example and yeah. uh, just minimize. Oh. You're talking about the tenure? Yeah. Yeah, I love this one too. Oh, you know, I have to hit all of this stuff. But uh, a lot of my character designs ended up relying heavily on uh, minimizing all of the experiences and all of the effects. So the images are basically me, but also I'm very easy to caricature. Even looking at the, the clothes and the way the clothes are la laid out, Mm -hmm. uh, you can see that, like, the clothes is full, just completely black. The in-between spaces are completely black. Everything is minimal shape and uh, kind of just this rectangle and some, some lines sticking out the bottom. Yeah, I like it. It, it, works, it works good for this. It works really good for this comic. Well, and also, I mean, for comics, I mean, you're going to have to go smaller and larger, and it kind of has to visually... Uh, identifiable mm -hmm. and so yeah, a lot of those about that silhouette yeah that silhouette yeah mm -hmm. I, any place I could fit a silhouette in usually helps me with my uh, uh, my comics time and if you, if anyone's doing editorial comics if you're doing dailies and strips and, 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 and political yeah. cartoons uh, you know that that time is that time is some serious money yeah, that, so, <laughs> that comic definitely gave me vibes of like, you know, Peanuts and the Boondocks and stuff, which is a good segue into us talking about how comics have literally affected our lives. Me growing up as a kid, my, I had an older brother, my brother's 13 years older than me, so he's reading comics and I just want to, you know, emulate him. So I started reading comics before I could even like, before I could even put together what was really happening you could read the visual language. So that's like the first, that's the first language I learned was the visual language in comics. And then, you know, as I grew up, comics in like a less, a less like um, educational way and like a more of a emotional way. I used to live with my mom and my dad lived in the Virgin Islands and over there they would get the boondocks in the comic strip in the newspaper. So my dad would save them all up and send them back here. And then me and my mom would read them together. So comics was literally bringing my family together at one point. Yeah, actually, it's, it's interesting because you, you brought up the boondocks, and I feel like the boondocks were um, like a cornerstone of my, my comics education. Uh, 
like I had uh, one of the things about comics is I had big literacy issues. Um, I was in like special ed classes. I just didn't, I, I, for some reason, things just didn't click when I was in school. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a weird feedback loop. You're not performing well. And then they say you're not performing well and you feel like maybe you're just not good. And so you stop mm-hmm. trying. Mm-hmm. And so I got in kind of an educational spiral. Uh, but like, I remember I would be uh, in the space where I, uh, the place I started reading was comics. And uh, then it turned into strips specifically. Like I was reading the yeah. boombacks. I was skimming comics. I was like, oh yeah, Superman did a thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's cool. All right, this thing happened. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, this person said this. Cool, cool, cool. But Boondocks, I remember like reading it and being like, this is like so engaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there, there's just not, I, I, I often wish that there was more uh, um, black experience comics yeah. present. Because uh, uh, they're, they're fairly limiting. I mean, they they exist, and you know, right are, now we're we're in such a lucky space. I mean, we're in an unlucky space as a, uh, the climate of the world, but we're in a lucky space as far as having the internet because it's hard to say there's a lack of anything until yes. you search the whole internet for it, and you can't search the whole internet. So you know, this might be a chance to look up some more Black Experience comics online on Twitter or something. There's probably a whole group of them or something like that. You never know. Well, and I think that's one of the things that I keep in mind as I move forward in comics mm-hmm. and, 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 and educating and, and things like that is that um, the, the notion that if there is not a space, you could help to contribute to create that space. And I'm really excited at seeing the, the comics that have come out recently because they're not just black comics. They're not just black superheroes. They're not just um, so you have like Miss, Miss Marvel, who is like a, a Middle Eastern superhero who's Muslim. Mm-hmm. But then you get like more like left field strips that do like really fantastic and interesting things. Um, I don't know, it's, it's a really exciting time to be involved in comics. It's, uh, it's intimidating. I was like, there's so much out there. But I try not to think of it as a competitive thing. I mean, it's just I a, a conversation. A, a comic team, because I, I got all types of ideas, man, but the, the execution is where I'm lacking, yeah. like, like, like many people. I'm sure a lot of people probably think I'm just killing it 10 for 10 execution but that's that's not true that's not realistic you know i do what i can i try to make myself look good but yeah there, there's a part a point where you need to delegate and you need to work with a team and stuff uh at this point i feel like starting becomes harder uh because i i reflect on the work that is is in front of me and i i, I can look at it i can look at a workload because mm-hmm. I've been doing this long enough. Right, right, like, right. I could look so at a project yeah, and be like yeah. three months. Yeah. Seven months, two months. Let's, t- let's okay, take a break real quick and, and um, do that raffle question. So we have a coupon. What's it, $25 coupon? $25. To a $25. local business, To a local something. And um, I guess you go, you comment the answer. I don't know how the technical aspect works, but I do know the answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> so our question here is i know i know it sounds subjective but it's not so who's the most famous superhero comic superhero that came from ohio who created in ohio so we're gonna let y'all work on that and figure that out it's one of them answers where like you you know the answer but oh, oh, oh. stop yeah. stop with all your hints okay we don't, we don't see what they got what you got all right. 
<laughs> so good luck with that. <laughs> uh, I bought a pile. I got like a pile of comics over here. Just to, let's see what you got. Stuff. I got um, Batman versus Spawn. Ooh, man, yeah. that was one. I remember I owned that. That was back when yeah, they don't know the comics bubble was happening. What's where's, I, where's every, page in here? Yeah. Oh no, I mean, uh, this was this came out at a time when I think I was collecting first because I thought they would make me rich. Still, oh I was, man, we all fell for that. That was not. I guess I was like twelve, maybe mm -hmm. ten when that came out. But like, it was the most. It, it, it the '90s is a fascinating time just because the comic books were so uh, gratuitously sexy and violent. Like, yeah, they were like <laughs> like, like super buff, and then the the girls were also super buff, but also busty at the same time. It was like, I don't I don't know I mean, what was going on. Did they know that there was more than one way to draw people? Well. This is the thing about it is I thought about it and uh, it's just this notion of the 90s, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger and oh, Sylvester Stallone. A bunch of people saw Predator and was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And sexy dudes. Yep. Okay. I got another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would like seeing the comics I got. Oh, oh man. man, you brought me back. I'm gonna have to borrow that from you one day. Reread it. Okay, so um, <laughs> I got some manga over here. One Punch. Okay. I love One Punch. One Punch. Actually, could you open that up for me? Could, is is that uh, early? It's like a, it's like a manga. Benji brought it from Japan for me. It's not like a traditional comic. I don't understand what it is because I can't read it. But I can show you some cool pics in here. Okay, so if anybody in the audience could correct me on this one, because uh, you probably know more than I do about One Punch Man. Uh, yeah. I was under the impression it was an online comic that was made independently. Yeah, and, Okay, yeah, okay, so it was an online comic made independently. And that is the best example I could tell you of looking at an artist's progress in front of you. Because you could see their rendering skills. Well, it looks like they, I think it was like a, a, I feel like it was a parody. It looks like they were purposely just wilding yes. out on the art. And then it yeah. just, you know. I, I mean, there were just certain uh, projects and exploring these projects, like honestly, your limitations will define you. I th I, and that's the thing I love about comics is that you aren't gonna be firing on all, no one fires on all cylinders. No, like that's artist, true. writer, I mean, you, you can, colors. you feel me? But um, why would you do that to yourself? You have a life to live, you have a family, <laughs> you have a, a dog or a plant or something, don't do that. <laughs> Right here we got aphrodisiac. Do you know I'm gonna have to read that one? That that oh, was man. the art in this is insane too. Let me find something cool. I should have had pages bookmarked too if I was that thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh like all spaced out and like oh, so this is the interesting thing also. I think uh people's approaches to coloring the black body in comics. Mm -hmm. is really intriguing because it's so diverse in yeah I like i like when i see a way that i would have never done it i'm like wow or like like when people do it with reds when people show black skin tone with reds just well, and, and not I, even like a reddish brown like it's like you can just red but you can tell it's kind of like by features maybe by mannerisms i don't know well and and that's the other thing about like being able what we were talking about earlier with comics having to be quick you have to put out the comics you can't necessarily sit here and every time you do a panel, start at square one. 
mm-hmm. you have to establish your color palette and you have to like go with it. You gotta you build that to commit to it. All right, I got, and I got yeah, you have your color this and you is, go. Uh, I don't know if Richie Pope is, I mean, if Paul Pope. Paul is, Pope, yeah. Shout out to Richie Pope too. But this <laughs> Battle Boy by Paul Pope, and I know he went to CCAD, and it's just, he's just an amazing artist. Yeah, he's, he is actually, if anyone's looking for visual storytelling, specifically in action, I say mm-hmm. that he is a visual storyteller that is hard to beat. His movement, I mean, even looking at the backgrounds, because I will usually jump all up in an uh, 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 artist behind. I'm not sure on what the, the I don't know <laughs> kids are listening. I would jump in an artist behind. Over the if background? If they did not do backgrounds that established a space. Paul mm-hmm. Pope don't do backgrounds. He don't establish spaces. He's like, this space is in your imagination. <laughs> you'd yeah, like, you be like, all right, cool. <laughs> all you could do is be like, that's cool. I'm, I'm in one with it. So, yeah. Um. So let's, um, I think that's all the books I got to show you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask that question, that, that raffle question again for anybody that missed it. Who's the biggest, most famous superhero comic created in Ohio? Superhero comic character created in Ohio. The biggest, most famous one from here. It's I can't really say anything else. There's nothing else I can so say that won't yeah, give you can't. So yeah, 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 yeah. You can't say. Hopefully, post that answer on Facebook. You have Google. If you're watching this, you have internet. <laughs> you Hurry, Google it. Win the round. If, if you one of my students, don't Google that. <laughs> That's against the rules, my students. But, but yeah, yeah uh, anything else you wanna um, you wanna pitch in here? I feel like we covered. <laughs> relationship with comics we went over and well, looked at the comics do you know this is the thing that uh so tomorrow is going to be uh the one year anniversary for me mm-hmm. for moving to ohio and i moved here from new york thank you uh thank you for welcoming me it feels like i had such a small window to acclimatize before i was locked in my apartment mm-hmm. and you were one of the folks that brought me into the fold no problem that's what we do and one of the things that i did in uh uh in comics in New York was, I worked for Hyperallergic. Hyperallergic is an art magazine. It's a um, art publication. And uh, I would do art comics, uh, comics about art. And, and, and one of the big things that I did, I did a, a six part series called How to Protest Art. And um, one of the things, I mean, I covered uh, how galleries got, oh no, I covered how museums got funded, how museums got worked. And I didn't really cover about how like art got priced and all that stuff. That's a whole other bag of ugh, that I didn't want to touch in. But I do want to say that my transition to Columbus has given me uh, what, what do the kids call that? Hope <laughs> 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 that that art could be. Ah, see, this seems so cynical. It's talking specific. Because I know a bunch of artists in New York who are making and doing wonderful things. Yeah, you're, and I remember that hyperbole. You're getting, you're uh, hyperallergic. <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah, I feel like uh, like coming out here, the the industry is not more important than the art. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you could school me. Maybe I just haven't dug deep enough. 
maybe I just have like glossy eyes about the art industry out here, but like there's something really beautiful about it in terms of the relationship that I see the artists have. I feel good to hear that from the outside in. I mean, a lot of the artists, of course, there's going to be pros and cons everywhere. There's always going to be this problem here, this obstacle here. But I feel like typically as a city, as artists in the city, we overcome these obstacles together. For example, you know, like all the protest stuff just happened recently and then which had unfortunately led to some riots where a lot of windows got broken and they bored these broken windows up. And me and Brian are riding around saying, you know, we're like, it looks like Mad Max out here. But and, and, <laughs> took, and we, as a city, we took that and turned that into canvases, you know, like a phoenix. We were reborn from the ashes. And that's the type of stuff that I hope people continue to see about Columbus and remember that, like, you know, there's always going to be maybe this clique of artists isn't thinks they should be where this clique of artists is or something. There's always going to be little stuff like that. And, you know, you need a little drama. Why do you think we have reality TV? <laughs> You need it. It's boring, <laughs> but at the core of it, I think the artists here love each other, and they love art, and we and we just continue to push on and keep making great things. Well, um, there's this other thing about Columbus, and okay. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for things uh, to see what happens to art out here. Is that it seems like the people love their artists out here. Like it's like there there's there is. Um, a platform, I mean, just by being, like I've, I've seen like these like little mini like documentaries that engage with you, that engage with Brian, that engage with uh, the museums. And it seems like there's a, like, I'll, you know, being at the, uh, uh, oh man, uh, the movie theater, the gateway. Yeah. They would have, yeah, they, they would it, have- uh, With the artists and stuff. Yeah, they were like- Maybe it's because we're from like a, sport, a college sports town where we like to cheer for something. <laughs> And you know that just rolls over to our artists too. Yeah, I mean, it, there's something. I mean, uh, like I, everybody shows me a lot of love, and sometimes I get messages like just appreciating me for being me, and I just makes me feel all warm inside. Well, I look forward to finding all that dirt because y'all look pretty sparkly clean right now. Oh, you know, there's <laughs> gotta be. There's gotta be. <laughs> but like uh, I have to say, like in, in the past year of being here, engaging with. Uh, people who work in museums, people who work in galleries, people who make art, people like there's this enthusiasm. Enthusiasts, yeah, um, we enthusiasts. And uh, uh, there's not too much. Oh man, that uh, I, I worry about money. Like, well, I have. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everybody? <laughs> this is the thing about if, if I'm talking to a Columbus artist, I feel like I kind of have to either force. A talk about money unless a job is on the line in which no one asks a question they just pay you. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard I've heard when that isn't the case I've heard mm-hmm. that that has not been the case every time but like as far as that conversation about money it doesn't feel like an awkward conversation like like communal capitalism oh hold on shout out to Jennifer Ray for answering Superman I, I bet you googled it and I'm proud of you for using it <laughs> and that's what life's about don't let them fool you. I think you should remember everything. We have resources. I hope you enjoy yeah. your card to wherever. <laughs> and I want, I want to say that anybody who says that question was subjective because you think that Owl Man is more, more important <laughs> or whatever, you're wrong. Objectively true. Superman <laughs> is the most famous, most important. Who's the, who's the second most superhero. famous? Superhero. Batman? I, 
I dare somebody to name I, it. Name I, somebody. Am I sparking <laughs> some fires now? Some comic artists are going to jump me in a parking lot. So you said, <laughs> Ooh, huh? If you said if you said anything other than Space Boy, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Now we're talking. <laughs> I mean, um, how long have we been in here? Have we ever reached our time we were shooting for? Oh, we we got a little got a little bit of room, got a little bit of leading room. I mean, uh, uh, I guess I guess we could be wrapping up sooner than later, but um, yeah, I figure we can talk about. Um, you got any more topics? We can probably cover one more topic. Uh, have written down here. Well, I mean, this is something that I feel like we both have to deal with. Uh, and I'm not sure if I, I've seen a couple artists do this where like they, they squeeze like a zine or a comic book in once a year, like mm -hmm. bouncing uh, your art practice. Because I know you're a painter. I see that painting in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I paint. Uh, if I was in my studio, you see a big painting in my background. Um, but like, like, how do you approach that art practice of being a writer, an artist. I know you animate too, and uh, and a painter, and doing all of these things. How do you deal with that kind of multifaceted pack, uh, uh, practice? I mean, usually it kind of. I feel like it had. Like I said, like I'm like. Uh, I feel like I'm changing as a person a lot every year. So sometimes it, it passively I switch from one mode to another. But then it's also um, a free full time freelance artist. So it also goes with the time. So in the summertime. I'm a teacher and um, and I'm a muralist. So I do more, I do a lot more spray paint. I can't spray paint in the winter or whatever. But there are times when I have to switch that mode for a job. So I might be in like mural mode. I need to switch into, I don't know, um, collage mode or something like that. And that can be a struggle. Um, I don't know. It's also like, a, it's like a two-sided two sword because also when you get tired of doing one thing, it helps to do something else. And then in that same way, it helps me like by letting me refresh and maybe I'm on my tablet too much and my hand starts hurting and now I'm, I'm rolling with a paint roller and I'm getting time for that to heal. And also I, it teaches you to look from different perspectives. I think that's one of the best thing I have in my art arsenal is that I see things from a lot of different ways. I'm like, oh, this could be this, this could be that. Ask one of the homies, hey, how do you feel about that? They might say something mind blowing to me, but not to them, just because of that perspective change. Right, um, so Forehead wants to know what our favorite part of CXC is. My favorite part. Okay, so so this is this is a tough one for me, specifically because I, I have a very personal personal favorite okay. is the fact that uh, uh, I am an alumni from CCA. So that's California College of uh, the Arts, and, and so there's design on there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, my email is practically identical, <laughs> but <laughs> they usually have uh, a, a a table there, and I get to see um, oh, the comic cool. students there, and so I get to see uh, like one of my professors, uh, and then I get to see the students there. But other than that personal thing, other than that personal thing, I'm. Like for real, like like hands down, one of the things that I'm really excited about is kind of like all of like like all of the queer panels, mm -hmm. and like 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 for me, like comics, like like they're like exploitation films, you know, like exploitation films gave you a taste of this sensational blackness 
And I feel like when you look at like New York in the 80s and Vogue culture, you got this you know, like uh, queer blackness. And I, I like seeing- uh, uh, like Rise like, more in the comics recently. Well, I feel like comics have really lent themselves as far as the underground to uh, uh, queerness mm-hmm. and feminism. And I feel like those panels are usually at the cutting edge of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be really- um, uh, Why do you think they're at the cutting edge of storytelling? Like, do you think it's, uh, do you think it's because of something? Is it, um, is it because, Ooh. you know, like, you're going to oh, dig into my comic history. Oh, okay. I think uh, I, I wrote an article once for uh, for the North Star, which is mm-hmm. uh, 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 the revival newspaper of Frederick Douglass, mm-hmm. uh, ran by Sean King. And uh, the article was about how there could never be a black Superman. Uh, that's a whole specific idea. But in it, I articulate the notion of black publishing in the 60s and 70s and the 50s and how difficult it was to get things printed if you weren't going through a publisher. So while James Baldwin was killing it and a lot of uh, black writers were killing it, in comics, uh, publishers couldn't get black artists to make stuff uh, because of racism. But because of women's comics in the 70s and because of the, uh, the free love movement in San Francisco, and gay comics in the 80s that's the actual title not like the broader gay comics it's the <laughs> title is gay comics um so women's comics which is the actual titles and gay comics which is the actual titles these titles kind of found these like amazing artists who've been developing mm-hmm, but never had point. a chance to shine well they were always on the underground so they were like like they were like the run DMC <laughs> of comics where like at, at this point, I feel like uh, like with uh, the acceptance of uh, queer culture and equal rights movement having as much movement as, as it is, there was a quick jump for a lot of queer writers and an illustrator, illustrators to suddenly find uh, more of a platform in, in some more mainstream publishers. And they have been doing this for so long that they have their message locked in and synced. Okay. And like, I like that. It's like you see them on a panel and they just like, okay, so I've been doing this since 92 and none of y'all care. And I'm here now. <laughs> and now I got so much to say. And it's this, this amazing life. Your answer is out of so that much deeper than my answer. <laughs> my favorite part of CXC is the parties. And you know this. <laughs> oh, the karaoke. Oh my God. Parties. You know, like they kind of just brought me in like a comic orphan and just everybody was so accepting to me in CXC. I felt I love everybody in there, you know, Jeff and rest in peace Spurgeon and everybody else that's a part of, you know, Rebecca, everybody that's a part of CXC has treated me so good. You would think they've all known me my whole life and it's just we, we we work next to each other. We buy each other's work. Um, you meet new people. We, um, people come in from out of town. We show them love. It's like it's definitely like a family. And then we get to party with said family. After I would of- remember, uh, here's a little bar talk. I would go to uh, a bar with like a group of people, and then I would be at that bar, and I would bounce from four different tables. Mm-hmm. And the 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 waitress would come by and be like, "Once you over." I was like, yeah, yeah, just leave, leave that one piece of food over there because I'm going to be back there in, in like five <laughs> minutes. I'm going to finish what I'm saying here, but I'll take the bear hair. 
and I'll go back over there. And so there was this uh, a community. And, and you know what, honestly, that's not just my favorite part of CAC. I think that's my favorite part of comics. Like, oh. I think that's, that's it. Like, this, no one understands the struggle. Man, I can't remember the artist. work by yourself so much. It's not, I mean, there are comics that do involve more people, of course, but as an individual comic artist, you got to work by yourself so much. And you might not get to really go out and kick it or whatever. That might not be a lifestyle. And then come, comes along a con and you get to see everybody. You've been talking online for months, talking about, yes. I do this, I'm doing that. And then you get to <laughs> flop out and all that. Yeah, no, I'm, this, but like, like, I feel like it's, because I've, I've done studio business with, mm -hmm. with painters. And mm -hmm. paint, like, art has an isolation thing. But like, it's weird because the a workload of, of painting, like, I don't know, this might've just been New York, I have to say, the spaces I've been to have been very different. And mm -hmm. so like my engagement is different in every new space. But like, it'd be like, you were at, like you were out partying in any ways every day with everyone you knew, even though you were all, you know, making art and you would do studio visits and you'd be kind of partying in your studio visits. But like, it's so difficult to like, like you can't, like I find it impossible to like be hanging out with somebody in, my, in, in the room right now if we was hanging out and I was making a comic. Right. Like, kind of no, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel hey, this is fun, but <laughs> so it's a way, but I feel you it does easier to to um socialize while you're painting. It just has a different feel, you know, like painting yeah. like one of your French girls type feel. Like there were times when I'd be like, yo, hop on the canvas. I remember painting with people. I'd be like, yo, hop on the canvas. Let's see what you got. I it was like doing one-on-one, -on -one like I was Michael Jordan. So Jill wants to know, I already know your answer for this. Jill wants to know what's more important in comics, narrative or illustration? Ooh, that's narrative all day, every day. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey. I don't know. I, I got to give them a strong tie because if you have only narrative, you don't have a comic. It's just, that's just a book. See, this is the thing about it. I think. But you right can have only illustrations that have a comic. Yeah, but this is the thing about it is I would argue Okay. And this is a semantic thing. This is kind of semantics. You can have a visual narrative that is not um, Words. highly rendered and can still, if you are using those sequential images in a narrative way, you can still make something interesting. Only way and you can have a comic with, with just narrative is one of them um, children's books where each letter makes something like the A as <laughs> out of an apple and the bee looks like a bumblebee <laughs> <laughs> um this there was oh oh man oh this is gonna kill me oh there's so many there's so many artists that like come like uh ooh, i'm gonna go with joe matt because he's the first name to come to mind uh -huh. joe matt does these beautiful works they are not like i remember those were one of the first works that i got into after i was getting out of my 90s phase when in the nineties, I wanted every, I wanted to see every muscle. I wanted to see every hair drawn. That's what they were I wanted doing. to see. Huh? That's what they were doing then, at least in the mainstream superhero comics that I read. Yes. But then I picked up a Joe Matt comic and uh, uh, this is, uh, he, he would just, he, that was like uh, American Splendor. That was like, it was daily life kind of stuff. And the rendering was not the point. Mm -hmm. The point was, whatever the story was 
No one, like, like I didn't care about what the drawing was, how well the drawing, you could have switched out artists halfway through that thing. You could have, you could have done whatever you wanted. Now, uh, I think it's kind of like, uh, it's like any other multimedia art. Like if you're making a film, you see one of the movies where you're like, man, that movie was pretty. It was garbage, but it was pretty. <laughs> Hate it. I think, I think that that's how comics often works. Mm-hmm. If you focus heavily on the illustration and rendering, you could still have a very good comic with a weak narrative. Yeah, if you focus in on characters instead of plot. There's definitely a perfect blend in between. And you yeah. can have preferences on either side, but you, like, you know, you need them both. Ooh, you want to hear my favorite thing that I, I, I made this up. I, I, I very rarely feel favorite confident thing that about saying statements. <laughs> I quote a lot. And so okay. this is one of the ones I made up. And I tell students this, and I want all y'all to hear this, all right? You can, uh, making art is like cooking. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to make something that tasted good, you could use fat, salt, or sugar, right? And you can make some nachos with that. And it ain't, it ain't caviar. It ain't, uh, you know, uh, an expensive steak that's been cooked rare and all that. It's still delicious. But when it comes to making a story, making comics, sex, violence, and cute are just the fat, salt, and sugar of writing a story. And so you could overload that cute, you could overload that sex, you could overload that violence, and you'll find an audience for it. But it ain't going to be filet mignon. It's going to be some nachos. (laughs) And that's cool. Just know you're making it. Just know what you're making. (laughs) And then you can talk about your work. All day. I think that's a good as point as any to, to <laughs> sign off on. Um, All yeah, right. Yeah. You want to say left to the people any advice or any like just affirmations or some mantras you got going on you want somebody to hear? Uh, making long car- comics are really hard. Make short ones. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love short that. Short comics are fun. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, be kind to yourself and your neighbors and be punctual. That's more applicable. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> all right take care i love y'all me too <laughs>